Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A little point about the film that isn't part of a review. So Denzel's character, mm. he's a garbage man. Yeah. That's one of those jobs that is so important to society. Mm-hmm getting rid of the rubbish and the trash and stuff. Mm-hmm. But not really anyone to do it, do they? I don't think people grow up wanting to be a garbage person. <laughs> and I love them. They do a wonderful job. It seems like it's one of those jobs you sort of fall into, doesn't it? Why not? They should be paid lots of money to do it because they do it a job no one else wants to do. Do they get paid lots of money? Should I have researched this? Perhaps. <laughs> what if they're all millionaires? Maybe that's a hidden secret to life. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? I never met a little kid who wants to grow up and be a garbage person. I wanted to be a cat scratcher, so what do I know? I know you did. <laughs> be damn good at it too, wouldn't I? But you are. You are employed as a full-time cat no, scratcher. I'm a volunteer. It <laughs> is a volunteer basis, isn't it? It's an it? unpaid internship. It's, <laughs> it's more of a slave-master relationship. Let's be honest. He lets you live here. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. It's me from Over the Fence. Yeah, joking. Not your best. I, I thought that was my best one. So, <laughs> what was the name of the neighbour on that show? Wilson. Wilson. On Home Improvement. Home Improvement, yes. Is it Wilson, something like that. And you never saw his face. Mysterious bugger, wasn't he? You saw his hat. Didn't he have a hat? You saw his hat yeah. on the top of his, like his nose That's and his right. eyes. Yeah. What was he hiding? Has anyone ever seen his face? Is he a real person? We've gone well off track already. We have, yeah. <laughs> Two minutes in. This is why you love us, for the side tracks and tangents. <laughs> this week, you'll be surprised to hear we're talking about Fences, the movie by Denzel Washington. Nothing so far has indicated that, <laughs> really. Uh, before we get to that movie, diet things. Foods. Diet foods. SNA wants me to call this episode. <laughs> well, it's not things. It's edible things. Otherwise known as foods. Foodstuffs. Coke's not a food. It's a food stuff. A drink stuff. Well, yeah, but... Do you want to call it diet foods and drinks? <laughs> Is that what you want to go with? Maybe I will. See how I feel when I put this up online. <laughs> anyway, why? Why have a diet thing of a thing? Why not have a thing, you know? Done. <laughs> thinking about right diet soft drink if i want or specifically things like coke zero that have like no added sugar if i'm having a coke or my preferred beverage a pepsi i want the sugar like i'm obviously drinking it because i want the caffeine and i want the sugar and i want the buzz why take out the one ingredient that i actually want from the food and the same thing about like decaf coffee don't you want it for the caffeine? Like, isn't that why you're drinking coffee? Well, I don't get the point of you really want Coke but not actually Coke, so why even have the Coke, you know? 
you like coffee, coffee so much, but you want more of the caffeine that's in the coffee, which is like the main bit. Because I like the taste of it then. Who likes the taste of coffee? I mean, come on. Well, apparently we will when we're older. Apparently you turn 40 and you just switch and you become oh, really? a coffee person. What I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Same with like 99% fat-free food and whatever. doesn't taste as good normally, does it? You see all these low-fat ice creams? If yeah. you're going to have – if I'm going to have ice cream, I want full fat, triple chocolate, extra creamy. I don't want, like, lemon sorbet that has zero calories. I just – We might have mentioned this before, but same with um, frozen yogurt. Don't trick me into thinking I'm going to get some <laughs> chocolate ice cream and it's actually yogurt, which tastes awful. Really bad. Mm. I just don't understand these diet foods where they're removing, like, the one thing that you would consume the food for. It's people on diets who still want a treat but don't want the, the bad version of it. They think they're doing okay because they're having well, diet coke, which is actually just as bad for you. Yeah, because it's full of chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't got the sugar, but it's got other stuff in it. Yeah. It's still bad for your teeth and everything. You I know? just don't get it. It's possible they like the taste, I guess, but... No one likes the taste of Diet Coke. It is the worst thing. It tastes like flat Coke. Same as Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max tastes like flat Pepsi. What about the green Coke? Was it Coke? Oh, with lime. No, with stevia instead of. Oh yeah, that tasted kind of. um, I didn't mind it. I didn't like it. Have Have you had all the different types of Coke? I haven't had cherry Coke. Mm, what about vanilla Coke? Yeah. You like that? I used to when I was a teenager. I used to get my $2 and go to the Coke machine outside the tuck shop at high school and grab a vanilla Coke. Then it got up to, pushed up to two twenty for a 600 mil outrage. You had to take two coins to school in your pocket. I used to love it. But I had one recently because I was like, oh, vanilla Coke, I haven't had one in ages. And it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I never liked it. It's so bad. Surprised you had Coke machines at your your school. That's crazy. Did you not? Mm-mm. We had like one Coke machine that had like Coke, vanilla Coke, water, and then one that had like the Lipton iced tea stuff. Mm. Yeah. They only came in on, on red days. Red days when like a, a chip van came in and, and they had like Meat Lovers Pizza in the tuck shop and stuff. See, I went to high school before all this, you know, this health food tuck shop thing where you can't buy lollies and whatever. It's Literally a year older than me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying there weren't as many, you know, restrictions on food when I went to school. Now, be lucky to get a bloody meat pie at your tuck shop. Look, you're right. And they, you ever tried a, a fat-free, like, version of a meat pie? It's not good. Have you? Yeah, because that's what they had at my, at my school. Oh, too. like healthy pies. Healthy version of it. Oh. Yeah, with, like... I don't know what health was healthy about it. <laughs> just tasted shit. That's what. So you wouldn't eat more of them, I guess. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they make all these foods taste worse, so then you're not going to eat as much. Well, tell that to my lecturer at uni who had like an addiction to, um, I think it was Pepsi Max. Oh. He's, he's talking class of it. Oh, I can't wait to get back to my office and going to have a little sweet can of Pepsi Max. It just tastes <laughs> like it's off. Like why, it just... why tell us? <laughs> he was an insatiable addict. <laughs> We saw that thing on TV once, remember that? It was the family in America who were like quarters and instead of a wine rack, they had a soft drink rack and they had like 
They had a, a cupboard full of soft drink they got on, on cheap at the shops that oh. day. How much soft drink are you drinking, you know? I drink way too much Pepsi than I should, and I don't even have one every day, and that's way too much for me. So you're saying you could have more if it was a, a Mac, Pepsi Max version? Maybe. We didn't try that, that Coke and ginger beer. Coke ginger that was out over summer. I didn't even know there was a Coke ginger out over summer. What what world do you live in, Sine? You've never spoken to me about this before in our lives. I, I assumed you knew. Why don't you just assume I know these things? Everybody got a letter from the government. <laughs> Did they? Heads up. <laughs> this is happening. Did anyone try that? Can you tweet at us? What did it taste like? Was it just like Coke and ginger beer? I heard it tasted like Coke with a bit of ginger in it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so I can probably imagine that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> probably don't need to trace one down. I'll be fine. So, yeah, like if you like that sort of thing, go for it. But also, why? Just check yourself. Yeah. Before you wreck your intestine, as just, the saying goes. A well-known saying. Yeah. In the Bible, I'm sure. Stop! It's not wrong to say things are in the Bible, but they probably are. Because you're being offensive to people who like the Bible. Today, people who like the Bible aren't listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. The Venn diagram of Bible lovers to listening to this small show <laughs> doesn't cross over. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Fences. It was a Oscar-nominated film from um, this last film awards season, directed by Denzel Washington, also stars in it, along with Viola Davis, based off an August Wilson play. He's a very famous playwright in America, which I haven't had much reason to know about until this film came out. He actually died in 2005, but this film, he talked about it a long time with Denzel, and they ended up basing the film pretty much off a script he wrote for it. So, isn't that mm. crazy? He died 12 years ago, and the film just came out this year. Crazy. Interesting film. It's, a, it's based off a play. I don't know if I mentioned that. And it definitely feels like it. And we've got some questions about why and how exactly it does feel like a play. Mm. It's set in the 1950s. Denzel Washington is the head of a family living in Pittsburgh. Married to Viola Davis. Living and... a sort of, you know, a, a poor man, poor black man's existence in America in the 1950s, which mm. isn't wonderful. Um, spoiler alert for all this talk, but he was a, he almost made it as a baseball player, but didn't quite there. He's working as a garbage man now. He's kind of generally unhappy with his life. Yeah. Viola is keeping things together. He's got a son who he really doesn't get on with and he's kind of worried his son's going to make a better life than he did, isn't he? Mm. He's got a troubled life with his own family, his own parents, and his brother who's still around um, who was injured in the wards. And I feel like I'm just describing the plot because I'm not really sure what to say about the film because I quite liked it, but it was a long slog. It was long. <laughs> and a bit like our Moonlight review from last week, there was something about it which I really appreciated and I was like, wow, this is really good filmmaking, but also didn't quite get that connecting bit to me. Yeah, didn't I Didn't feel agree. it, you know. No. And, <clears throat> you know, that's not going to happen with every film. You're not going to feel a strong connection to every film, so it's great when you do. Yeah. But I still appreciate this film. I think the performance is wonderful and I'm, I'm glad I saw it, I think. It felt kind of as much like a play as Rabbit Hole did. I don't think you've seen that. Not yet. I know about it, yeah. but I'd, I'd like to see it and soon. And August Osage County? Yeah. 
that sort of felt feel. very much like a play to me as well. Mm. I find it's difficult. Most films that are based on plays still feel like plays that are just filmed to me, except for Doubt was the one film that actually felt like a film based yeah. on a play. I see what you mean. I don't know why that is. It's something to do with the staging and something to do with the dialogue and, and the cadence. Well, I was thinking about this. We watched some reviews and we were, you know, in the Oscar season, we read mm. a lot about these films and the, the first um, criticism of, of this film was that it felt like a play. Yeah. But I was thinking, well, there are other films where people just talk to each other and are set mm. in mainly one location, which is what this film did. Like, are we all just thinking it, it feels like a play because we know it comes from a play? Yeah. Um, I think from my perspective, even if I didn't know it was based on a play, I would have known something was off. Mm. It didn't have, I think what it was, was almost like a different style of acting. It wasn't realism. It was almost like. Like theatrical. Performance based. Performance based, based. yes, yeah. Acting and staging very much. I don't know. At one point, Viola comes out with her knitting or her crochet, and you know that that's her business. That's just her business scene. for that scene. So she's got something to do. It so didn't she's feel not just there standing. Yeah, talking. so she's not just standing yeah, talking. Yeah. But I just I didn't buy it as a film, mm. and I think that we've spoken about it between us. It raises raises larger questions about what the purpose of film is. Is it to tell a story? Because in that case, it's done it. Is it to to film people? Yeah. In a fictional world, doing things that, you know, becomes a story. Then that's fine. It did that, definitely. Yeah. So, like, I was comparing, <clears throat> trying to compare this to other films where it's pretty much people talking. I compared it to the Before series, which are yeah. you know, the pinnacle of those yeah. style of film. And so in those films, they're not set in one location. They're generally moving around a city. Mm. They're walking and talking. There are musical bits as well. So Yeah. Particularly in that first film, there's a, a montage set to a song. They go, you know, they go into the recording place and listen yeah. to the song, and then we see shots of the city. But you also, you know, where you're going to end. Like they have one night together or one day together. Yeah, but I, 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 I generally, know. I generally think it's to do with the length of the scenes. You so in this film, they're very long scenes, like long takes and long bits of. There's like a twenty minute bit yeah. that is, I guess, equivalent to an act in a yeah. on the stage. While in other films, and most films, but other films that are set, like people, people talking sort of films, mm. they've got shorter scenes where they're doing stuff and there's more you mm-hmm. know, cinematic. Mm. This one set pretty much in the one location, yeah. like the whole, like lots of plays are, because yeah. of, you know, you've got the one set on the stage. With long takes and in long, very in long scenes. dialogue-heavy scenes dialogue too. Heavy. That's pretty much all I can think of as yeah. the difference, you know. And we all we all know when we're going in that this is based off a play, so we sort of primed for that. I guess so, yeah. Mm. I but to be honest, I didn't think it was gonna be it was gonna feel as much like a play. I don't know, I just I, I refer again to doubt. Doubt didn't feel like a play at all to me. Yeah. Even though I knew it was set on a play before seeing Different it. locations, I guess. Shorter scenes. I, Shorter I don't scenes. know. It's just more scenes where like they're not talking. So yeah. there's scenes of people Acting, reacting. Well, see, this is the difference in the mediums, isn't it? Yeah. Because you can show things on film that maybe you can't do on stage. And if you're going to write a song about it, maybe you could, I don't know, you'd have to change some things. 
each medium you choose to tell your story has to be adapted. And for this, it almost just felt like they stuck a camera there and we were watching a recording of a stage version. Yeah. Like, if if the purpose of film is to tell a story, it's done that. But if the purpose of film is to entertain... Or is it to tell a story with images? With images, with Mm. technical aspects, with different shot types. It didn't do it for me. It, it, It... yeah, just felt like I had gone to the theatre, hmm. which is fine, but that's not, I don't, I think but, they're different mediums and they can't uh, yeah. work the same. Theatre is very different to film. The other thing I really didn't like and I think added to the sort of play feeling hmm. was that I could almost see the actors acting. Yeah. Like it was very much I speak, you speak, I speak, you speak. Here's what I'm doing in this scene, mm. so I'm busy. Here's my reaction. And, yeah, yeah. It it didn't feel but maybe that was due to the non naturalism style of acting. Yeah, it's and, definitely performative. Yeah. Rather than naturalistic, which is the yeah. different styles, yeah. Definitely. But I felt because of that I couldn't engage because mm. I was constantly being held at arm's length and I feel like that a lot in theatre where mm. this is the performance and where the actors and you're just watching. Yeah. Whereas That's in, the point, though. In theatre, sometimes exactly. you're supposed to be like, you you know, you've just come across these people who are real yeah. in front of you. Yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't translate so well sometimes to films. Yeah. The thing that I love about film in particular is, and we all know I'm, I was a huge sucker for La La Land, is you're in the dark and it just seems to sort of hit you in your soul. Mm. And for some people, theatre does that. But for mm. me, not this sort of arm's length theatre where you're just watching and then you go home. In a film, you're really going on the journey with the, yeah. the main character, especially. Yeah. Um, just quickly before we go on to my next point, which is coming up, compare this to a sitcom which is filmed in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. So let's take Friends, for example. Yep. That was literally people performing in front of an audience. Yeah. So if you were in that audience watching that be films, mm. that's like a theatre performance to you, but we watch it yeah. because of the way it is shot and edited and... There's music involved and there's transitions and there's different shots. It doesn't feel like watching a stage play, does it? But I wonder for the people that were watching, did it feel like theatre or did it feel like a film watching TV? A, watching being on set. Because I would argue that's not a very theatre-heavy show. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, you No, know, but it's worth questioning yeah, I get how all saying. these things are filmed and how they're put together. And mm. Maybe because it was made with TV in mind. It was made with... So was this film was made with films yeah, in mind, that's wasn't true. it? But, yeah, something about it that someone a lot smarter than us is probably going to write a PhD about one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the film, right? And we'll get, I need to talk about this with a spoiler involved. So halfway through the film, it turns out that Denzel's character has had an affair and is having a baby with yeah. his mistress. And as the film goes on, the mistress has the baby and dies in childbirth. And so Denzel takes on responsibility of raising the kid and he does that with um, Viola Davis, so she's literally raising the kid of yeah you know, who, of the woman who cheated yeah on, with her husband with the husband right, and I was thinking that was really interesting, but not exactly a criticism of the film, just interesting in the way that it was portrayed. It was portrayed through Denzel's character; he's the main character. Mm-hmm. We see nearly everything through his eyes. Yeah. So it was based about how hard it was for him, right? Yeah. Well, another film could take that same scenario and show. Viola Davis's character to be a hero, to be such a good woman who is doing this selfless act for this baby who, through no fault of its own, doesn't have a mother yeah. and she becomes its mother. It was funny that the film seemed to focus more on 
his dilemma, his conflict, rather than celebrating her doing such a difficult thing. I know what you're saying, but I think by showing him as such an unlikable character, he didn't apologise for having the affair. He was like, this is the situation, I'm going to have the baby. I still felt like she was an amazing woman. I did too, yeah. And I think by, by showing his... They reinforced negativity. Yeah, you just point. understood. She, without a question, said, "I'm not going to punish the baby. It, it didn't do anything wrong." And there's a great um, line when she takes the baby from his arms and says, um, "You're you're a womanless man," or something mm. like that. It's this very isn't heartbreaking. A, isn't it? This isn't a child, a motherless, a motherless baby, ch- child. Baby, yeah, now you're a womanless, womanless man. man. Yeah, that's that's actually a very good point. And, and that's what I was saying. It wasn't exactly a criticism. And that's yeah. pro- it probably was the intention of the. Yeah. Of the original um, writer and Denzel Washington. He's a very unlikable character. Like, he, he's he horrible is. to his son. He's horrible to his wife. His wife is the only one holding the whole family together. You know, she looks after the money and looks after the brother and looks after the son, the other son who comes home asking for money, you know. But it is very much focused on the, on the male character. That isn't just why I don't know about this film in general, but lots of stories focus on, um, you know, a conflicted man going yeah. through life and his, his troubles compared yeah. to the wonderful women who yeah. put up with shit, you know. But and I still, I, I left the film thinking, wow, she was, she yeah. went through a lot of crap, that woman. Totally, that's a good point. So did I. So I guess the, the point was yeah. still made. It was just I know what you're that, where that focus is. Mm. Mm. It's funny that you said that scene about when he reveals he's had an affair. For me, that was the first point in the film where I actually felt engaged in the story. Mm, it took ages to get there. It was there. like an hour to an hour and a half until that happened. Like it was a long slog until that happened. But I guess the, the story wasn't about that. That was just a thing that happened to this guy. Yeah. And the film is his But for life, me, that, that was the life. first point where I actually felt connected to the characters and I actually sure. felt something for them and I was like, holy shit, what what's happened? Happen? And I was like, oh, my God, he's awful. And I was literally mm. feeling each moment along with the characters as this was happening. But it took like an hour to get there. Yeah. yeah. So from that moment on, I was much more engaged with the film because that scene was handled much more realistically, I think. Mm. Her reaction was very natural and very mm. realistic. Maybe the shots were closer. It wasn't such a stage long shot. Perhaps the, the shot choice as well. Is... Close up. Mm. We were in the kitchen, which was quite a small room with them. It was shot like shot reverse shot. I can't remember if there was probably more music involved in that scene as well. Like, yeah. I can't remember. Rather than the scene you were referring to, the 20 minute long one was outside and the camera was literally back just watching and the actors walk is, around the space. And he is performing to his yeah. friends. Yeah. Exactly, he is. And you can see how that would have been staged mm. on on, mm. on a stage. Mm. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe I felt more involved because of the use of the technical aspects of film. Well, yeah, you know, very likely. I know it's a it's a film like I didn't absolutely love, but look, we've talked about it for ages here, and we've got interesting things to say about it, and it's raised lots of different points. So, mm. like, it's doing something right, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I don't know what it is about some films just feel like plays, and some don't. Well, films that are based on plays, I mean. Yeah. I really like to look into this further because I'm very interested why some just feel like a film and some. It'd be interesting to go find a whole bunch and watch them and see how they feel. What about musicals that are like originally staged on stage and they're adapted into film? Well, I've never seen a musical. Yes, I have. Matilda is the only one I've ever seen. Oh, no, that's not true. Seen lots. (laughs) Hold on. I'm just thinking. Yeah, I guess. 
I guess you'd have to watch them both next to each other, wouldn't you? But then sometimes it goes the other way. Like just last night, I was at home and Mum was watching Dirty Dancing. Mm. And that was a film. And it's become a stage show as well, isn't it? So, yeah. And, but is it different going the other way? Well, it would be interesting to see the adaptations. And I'm, there's probably lots of research into this. We're probably not the first people who ever question no. this. But it is intriguing, isn't it? But like I keep referring to Doubt as being an amazing film, which it is. Mm. But I wonder if there were things left out of the play that didn't work on screen that they had to cut because mm. it just didn't work for the medium. And I wonder if some of those things were left in this one. Yeah. That yeah. probably should have Perhaps. been cut. I think, have you heard of the concept of a bottle episode in television? No, I don't think so. So um, essentially it's a episode of television series, usually sitcoms, that takes place all in one location. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're in a bottle and it's so they can cut down on costs basically. They can just film all the actors on one set. Yeah. You know, community does it a lot. So like that could be adapted to stage if they're all in on one easily. location pretty yeah. easily, but still very much feels like a TV show because of those visual storytelling storytelling elements and, you know, shot sizes and close-ups and music mm. and all those other filmic elements, I guess. I wonder what it would be like. I guess Matilda's the only one that I've seen where I've where the film has come first for me and then I've seen the stage play. See, yeah, totally. That's a little bit different though because they're adapting... A novel, I guess so they're adapting a novel. It's not even that. So the stage show isn't an adaptation of the film. It's... See, Chicago was a musical and then they made a film. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera, same thing. Yeah, it's hard to know. And there's something else. Like, I haven't seen 12 Angry Men, which I really need to because yeah. it's a, that's a classic. Yeah. But from what I know of it, it's all set in the one location of the jury room. Mm. Does it feel like a play? But before sunset or before sunrise, didn't feel like they didn't feel like plays. But Boyhood because, didn't feel like a play. But you couldn't do before sunrise on a stage, could you? Well, exactly. I, I guess you could, but it wouldn't well, be the same because the no. because the audience is involved with them on the journey through the city, and the city is another character. Yeah, and the city know. triggers conversation topics for them, which their environment yeah. affects them. I guess less more so than and it, like at the end when they're at the train. I guess you could stage that with yeah sound effects, and you could even have a that on a like a train mm. on the stage or something if you wanted to but it would be quite the same as actually being on a real location yeah it's it's interesting because we've both sort of picked that there's something not right but we can't seem to figure out why what about films like you know the big um action films um superhero films that are all on green screen sets like they're not in the physical location are yeah. they but fences was but it felt like a play and the mm. but if you're doing a CGI thing in a on a set with green screen all around you, is that more theatrical then? Because you're, I don't know. Maybe it's to do with what we said—the long takes and the heavy dialogue and the yeah. shot types. Is there an expert on this show? It's not us. If you're an expert, yeah. <laughs> please tweet us at I only like you pod. I'd like to know what what you thought about the film and why you thought it felt so staged. If you felt that, like, what are your thoughts on well, yeah. adapting? If you didn't feel like that, then... Tell us why we're wrong. Yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting one. What would you rate it out of five? Well, like you said, that first hour, that's probably like a two. But then mm-hmm. after that, it's you know, up to a four. So I guess a three. A three in general? Yeah, I'd probably, yeah. I'd probably give it the same, about a three. But it's not like a three, take it or leave it. I think it's a three, you probably go watch this, you know. 
Mm. Three with a star next to it and then bottom of the page. Yeah. Still go see this. <laughs> That's what it says. Well, thank you very much for listening to the latest episode of this podcast. Good work. You're a champion bloke. Or <laughs> well, lady. Ladies can be blokes as well, Sine. Can they? Sexist. I don't think they can. <laughs> can be a top bloke and you know to be a lady. Bloke means male. Yeah, it's like guy. You can be, come on, guys. It's all probably right. We're just trying to be funny, Sine. Sorry. You're trying to be funny. Yes. Won't happen again. <laughs> Very serious from now on. Very serious podcast next week. There will be no jokes and no laughter. If you like this podcast, please tell all your friends and then they'll know about it. That's how causality works. Do a deal with... I, I lost two seconds before I couldn't have a joke in there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't remember. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 